Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A local anti-racism group has called for the far right to stop, quote, introducing hatred and division as Cork City Library was once again forced to close during demonstrations in the city centre on Saturday. And Lord Mayor of Cork, Councillor Kieran McCarthy, plans to meet with Senior Gardaí this week amid growing concern about the continued harassment of library staff based in the city centre by groups who are opposed to the presence of LGBTQ plus books on the shelves. And the Lord Mayor... Uh, of Cork joins me right now. Uh, good morning to you, Councillor Kieran McCarthy. Uh, yeah, hi, Gareth. How are you doing? This is... It's shocking, isn't it, on so many levels? Oh, yeah. it's, it's Yeah, I agree with you. It's shocking and it's very kind of unsettling. But I suppose we must give a kind of a context to this as well that I suppose way back a few months ago, a group of four to five individuals walked into Cork City Library on the Grand Parade and asked for a particular book to be removed. They were given complaint forms um, and they were... I suppose they were told like that the banning of books is is done by central government more so than local government. Um, and then they came back perhaps two or three times over the last couple of months, again, with kind of filming the staff, intimidating them, harassing them. And then last Friday afternoon, there was two individuals slash three walked into Balafihan Library um, and they actually intimidated the staff there and the staff locked themselves in their office and then the Gardaí were called and the and the protesters moved on. And then actually yesterday, nine to ten individuals around 12 noon erected a, a banner uh, over the front entrance to the library on the Grand Parade. And then staff came out and went to take the banner down. It's illegal to put a banner on a public building. Uh, they refused to take the banner down. Again, the Gardaí were actually called and then the Gardaí and Corksy Libraries took the... Uh, decision to close the library for on the grounds of just uh, of of public safety that you can't have people kind of walking under like the banner itself is was 10 meters by maybe two meters across and there was also they tried to secure it onto the building but completely illegal i mean it's, it's very much what i call quasi occupation of a public building um, that's how i look at it and that's that the chronology i think it's important to give that that i think there's a narrative out there the library closed uh, and then actually the banner was put up no the banner was put up first and then the library had to close so but again you're dealing with a very small minority of protesters who yes they're i call them bullies slash bigots and that's what they actually are they're involved in emotional bullying of people and then yesterday afternoon noon i think the two two slash three went into bookshops on Partick street intimidating staff there going why are you selling um a particular book and these particular books um but certainly a line was crossed on saturday afternoon like the 
the, the quasi-occupation of a public building by putting a banner on it, um, that would be, that is illegal. That is illegal. Mm. The banner, by the way, read, quote, there are only two genders, male and female. Uh, th- these, these individuals appear to come from some sort of Neanderthal background where they, clearly they're stuck in time. They come from the, the, the age of the dinosaurs. Oh yeah, definitely. Look, look. These are people that are involved. They're they're going to places and they're they're trying to find a. They're, they're creating their their own legal system and, and trying to find their own fine line. But they're emotionally bullying people and they're really upsetting people. And I suppose one of the first things that I did and I know other councillors um, did over the weekend was to contact city libraries to see if our staff was were okay, because like you have a banner put outside, you've got a you've got a very low protest group of nine to ten individuals intimidating staff and also the general public and I know there was a counter protest as well um, on the Grand Parade and I suppose the the terrible thing about social media is that there were videos taken by the protest group so we have all their videos as well of how they how they intimidated um, the Gardaí and the general public and the counter protest and no it was just really really unsettling for everyone involved but just yeah just just bigots scared mm. them just and bullies, the real just bullies. You, you mean you can car, you can call them what you want, far right, but they're just bullies. And yeah. and, I, and I I have and I have a huge problem personally with bullies being bullied throughout my years in school. Yeah. But I've got a huge problem with a, a public library being closed down, where a, our public libraries and our branch libraries are probably the safest spaces you could actually sit to uh, to just reflect and, and and to reflect on life or do a bit of study. I mean, look, I'm a regular user of the local study section and reference, uh, be, be, like, uh, in uh, throughout, throughout many, many weeks in the year, and I find it one of the most safest spaces just to sit and reflect, and then it's a quiet space, and then all of a sudden uh, you've got someone basically not drilling holes into the side of a building, like putting up a banner, but certainly actually putting up a banner uh, and, and intimidating people. So we, we can't have that. We can't have that. So there are meetings, as you said, at the start of the interview this morning and probably going on for the week. I know I'm meeting Gardy in the middle of this week. I've got a general meeting with them that I'll raise, I'll raise the issue with. And I know that uh, my chief executive in Cork City Council, Anne Doherty, has been moving strongly on this as well. And we've had many a debate in the council chamber the last few weeks, and I know colleagues are very angry as well about this as I am um, this morning. So, yeah, we just need all need to sit down and see what we can do about that. But ultimately, they've crossed the line. Um, and as I say, it's a very small minority of really angry bigots. That's yeah. how I describe it. And I think you, you've just hit the nail on the head. They have crossed the line, Lord Mayor. It, it, like there's a, there's a big difference between. Um, a peaceful demonstration and subversive activity, which basically you'll find that this is subversive activity. Oh yeah, look, I mean, you, you put a you put a banner on a building; it's illegal. Um, yeah. it, it's well, that, that on Saturday that wasn't a peaceful protest, uh, and I know there's a narrative out there, spinning a narrative, as I said, that oh, that the the library closed and then the banner was put up. Even if the library did close, you're not allowed to put a banner up on a public building. Um, but the library closed because the banner was put up. And I think that's important to get that narrative right, because I'm seeing in the media this morning and across social media oh, that the library was already closed. No, this, the, the, the library was intimidated to close. Uh, and certainly you, you can't have general public walking underneath um, a banner. And like, I suppose... For me, I don't. I don't want to get into this morning what was on the banner because it opens up many, many other debates, and I don't want to add fuel mm. to this small minority of individuals. That's what you're dealing with. And even I mean, when I did put up my tweets yesterday, 
saying that condemning it, again, it was like 50, 60 comments. You're not dealing with a large group here, but you are dealing with a large group of, of, of just of bigots yeah. uh, and bullies. That's what we're dealing with. And it's extraordinary to think that many of these demonstrators have children at home themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, no, and it's just... And, and, and there was, look, there was children in the library on Saturday in the children's section just reading, reading, reading children's books. I mean, mm. there's always story time in, in the libraries. On, 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 so it's not just like lending books in our public libraries. Sometimes there's, there's a lecture series. There could be a local history lecture series. There could be a poetry book uh, reading. Uh, and all of a sudden, a group of nine or ten individuals decide to, to take over the library as such. I know they weren't physically in the, in the library, but they took over the entrance to the library and enforce the closure of the library. I know that, and my, my thanks to the Gardaí for moving the protesters on as well. Um, but yeah, that's where we're at this morning, is that there mm. needs to be a, there'll be a number of discussions over the next 48 hours of where do, where, where do we go from from here. Where, how, how are the staff in the library? Are, are they okay after that? Uh, I was in contact with Anne, yes, Anne Doherty, the chief executive, yesterday, and they said they're just unsettled. It was disturbing. Um, and my, my, my hope in the next 24 hours is hopefully to get to the library, in the city library, and just have a chat to see if everyone's okay. So, yeah, I mean, the first and foremost, it's the staff to make sure they're okay, and then public safety after that. Um, that I think that, that was the call what I'd call the going down through that staff safety and public safety on Saturday. That's what we kind of went down to make the call to close the library. Okay, well, we look forward to hearing about the results of your meeting with the Gardaí during the week. Lord Mayor, thank you for talking to us this yeah, morning. thank you very much. Thank, thank you, you, That's Lord Mayor of Cork, Councillor Kieran McCarthy. Okay, just one point to be made here. I've just heard it so often, it just makes me sick. People are blaming the Gardaí. They're putting it all down on the Gardaí and they're saying, we need more Gardaí. Where were the Gardaí? Why weren't the Gardaí there? Why, there, why, why weren't there more Gardaí on the streets? Why aren't there more Gardaí chasing the guys who are selling the drugs on the streets? Do you know something... Uh, I applied when I left school to be a, a member of the Gardaí. You know, I, I, I was turned down because, unfortunately, I had asthma. But I have the height of respect for the majority of Gardaí. They do good jobs. They do great work. When you consider the facilities that they have to work off, uh, the, the budgets they work under, the, the restrictions they have to adhere to, um, we, we've seen this particularly with the Gardaí who appeared in court there recently after chasing three individuals in Dublin down the wrong side of a motorway. These three individuals uh, died when the BMW car they were driving hit an articulated truck, burst into flames. They had to be identified by their dental records, but yet this Garda has been charged in relation to that particular incident. He is now living a life of hell. He was out doing his job that night. So I, I always urge people, just bear in mind what these individuals, the Garda, men and women, who we know, who we live beside, who you know, we socialise with, who we rely on, these individuals are up against the odds 99% of the time. And it's not anything to do with the, the gather reaction in a situation like this or the very serious situations they deal with. It's down to the way they're treated by the people who employ them. The Department of Justice, the Minister for Justice, the Taoiseach, the whole ethos behind our gather system, which is, is just not suitable for what we're facing at the moment. It's ten years out of date, the Garda structure, and it completely needs to be overhauled. And in, just in defence of the Garda, I thought I would mention that this morning. Just talking before the 
news there to uh, Councillor Kieran McCarthy, Lord Mayor of Cork, about that protest uh, on Saturday which forced the closure of Cork's main library. It's believed to have contained a number of far-right activists who came into the city specifically for the event. Uh, John says, Gareth, I was inside there on Saturday. There was no incursion into the library. There was no blocking of the entrance. There was a banner put on the building by the protesters. I think it was a very heavy-handed response by the Gardaí. The library itself decided to close. A protester used the F-word and a Garda came across and took his name and said he was going to be charged. I went to a Garda and asked, was he upholding his constitutional oath? He said, quote, I don't have to talk to you at all, buddy. And I resented that he called me buddy because I'm not his buddy. With all the violent crime going on, is this the best they can do? That's from John. Thank you for that, John. Margaret, you were there on Saturday, weren't you? Um, Hi, Gareth. Yeah, I actually was standing at the edge of the path watching what was going on. And what was what, go- I, what was going on as a bystander? Um, from what I could see, there was a notice on the library door saying it was closed. Um, Andy and some of the people that were with him, they put up a banner. Um, the guards stood back, they left and put it up. There was no problems. Um, then there was another group standing up by the river. And they were obviously protesting against what Andy is protesting for. Um, there was no abuse. There was nothing. Um, none of the. Now, uh, first of all, I will say I am absolutely shocked and appalled by the lies our Lord Mayor of Cork has told. I am absolutely disgusted. He has told nothing but lies and what he has said there because as a bystander, I've seen what was going on. Well, when, um, you say, when you say lies, what do you mean by lies? He said there was intimidation. There was no intimidation by anybody. Well, putting a banner over the door of the library, that is intimidation. He didn't, they didn't intimidate anybody. No, they, they didn't. Didn't Maybe they didn't, but an, a banner of the nature of its content is intimidation. Well, but what was written on the banner is the truth. Uh, what, can we, do we have to hide the truth? Are we living in a communist state now like that? If, you know, our free speech is taken from us? The banner reads, there are only two genders, male and And, female. And that's all there are, two genders. Yeah, but... In animals, there's only two genders. We don't see the dogs dressing up in them. No, and it's not, it has absolutely nothing got to do with gays or transgender or anything like that. It absolutely has nothing. Well, it has. That's at the heart of this. This is intimidation against individuals from the LGBTQ community. No, 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 no. It's not. It is actually opposing against. Now, he said there was only one book in the library. It's not one book, it's a number of books. That is in a section for under 12-year-old children that is teaching children how to masturbate and have sex with adults. They're also... Now, I've looked at these books just to see the contents myself. In the book, there's... Hold on, hang, hang on a second. Hold, on, hold on, sorry. I want to bring you back there, Margaret. Uh, you mentioned... Okay, you mentioned masturbation, but nothing wrong with that. But uh, on the it other hand... If it's a second three-year-old child or an under 12... Well, I think an under, I think a three-year-old child wouldn't be able to pronounce the word for a start. But you well, mentioned no, but there about children out there that are reading in school up to twelve years of age can read. There's children under the age of sixteen that are, can obtain this book. They can read this book, and they can actually there's pictures as far as I can remember in the book. Now, I wouldn't even give the books to an eighteen-year-old, not a mind to a child. Well, I don't think you'll have much it's say over what an eighteen-year-old is reading. Pornographic books that are teaching children pornographic acts. 
It, it is outrageous. You should actually go in and have a look. Look into it. Go and get the books and look at them yourself. There's about four or five books to, to my memory. Um, what is going on? Um, well, what, Jesus, what? I, I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't want my children to going into schools or into libraries picking up these books and reading them. How old are I your don't children? Care what age. Well, my youngest will be 16, but I still, I still, with the content that's in them, it, it's, it's actually appalling. And they're geared at young children. They're putting out, they have websites on the, um, in the books, telling the kids where they can go onto these websites for feckin' paedophiles, for actual paedophiles to pick up these children. Oh, that's appalling. What, what has happened to our country? I mean, even the mention of anything like this at one time, there'd be an uproar with the people. I don't think even half the people out there realise what's in these books. I'm going to have to I get hold of books. that. I'm going to have to get hold of that oh, book, there's Margaret. There's a few books. There's no, a few well, books no, now. Com- no, just on that book you mentioned in relation to putting children in contact with paedophiles, universally, well, with the exception of a number of countries, that's grossly illegal and comes with a very, exactly. very long jail sentence. And that's... Wait, no, and that Well, I don't believe... I don't wait, no, believe one that... Second, no, can I explain I, something Yes, you? you're explaining no, it, but I want to defend the library and I also want to defend the, 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 the council's outlook on but this. But they're not protecting children. They're not protecting children. They have these books on the shelves. They refuse to take them down. And they are not protecting children. And that is against the law. We all have a right. And it is all our our duty to protect children. The children are not being protected with these books on the shelves. I am actually fuming. But when I see what's going on, and when I heard about these books, I'm absolutely fuming. I have after rearing a family. My eldest is 26. And I have a grandchild. And to hear what's actually been put on the shelves, I'm totally appalled about it. I'm absolutely appalled. And then when I heard what the Lord Mayor said, there was absolutely no intimidation. There was no bullying. And I'm sure if anybody that was there um, on Saturday would say exactly the same as me. Now, I would also say, no, when I hear a carry-on that's going on, I would also advise you to go into Andy Heisman's videos. He has done live videos, and you will see he never went into any of the libraries. Um, it's intimidating anybody. He went in. He gave them, um, God, it would be the act, you know, for uh, protection of children and telling the people on the staff that what they are doing is illegal and that it's a criminal act to have those books in a children's area in the library. They didn't ask them to take down the books. They asked them would they put the books in an adult section of the library, which is acceptable. But they did not um, tell them to take them away. They said put them in the adult area, which is I find acceptable. But not into an area where there's young children going in that can read and look at the, these books. Um, in some libraries, they were giving these books out to young children. Other, I suppose other, other libraries had heard that um, what was going on throughout the libraries. When, when you and say they, they were giving these books out, you, you mean that they were making a book available for, for, for a member to borrow? Is that what you mean? Exactly. They're on the sh- they're at, or you could buy the book. They're actually on tables in the library that children, and young children can go over and pick up the books. Young children that from the age that they can read, that they will read the books. I mean, look, it's it's they're very explicit books, and I would advise you to go and have a look at these books because if you have children yourself, I think you will be appalled. 
it is actually, uh, I wouldn't even repeat on air what some of the contents in the books were because if there was children listening, it is, it's actually violent, disgusting act. Right. Well, can I just say, in defence of the Lord Mayor, I, 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 I despise the comment you've just made in relation to your accusations against me. No, 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 hold on, wait a minute. Margaret, there. you're not allowed to say that, okay? It's not permissible. You cannot say that. He did not tell any lies, and I'm going to have to finish the call if you continue to, 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 to talk about this. The Lord Mayor of Cork came on, made a number of statements here, and every single one of them was valid. And, and I can support each single statement that he made this morning. He was on with us before the news at 10 o'clock. Now, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to get hold of the names of these books. We're going to have a look at them because you've also made an allegation that one of these books advertises services, as, as you almost put it, of, 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 of child abusers, of, of paedophiles. So th- that's not no, an acceptable comment I to make as well unless I you can... They have a website put up on the book. Yeah, it's in the, the book same thing. Where paedophiles could pick up children. It's telling children that they go into this website mm. online. And is that not an invitation for paedophiles oh, yeah. to pick up children? Mm. Are you telling me it's not an invitation? I doubt very much. I doubt well, very much if that's well, the case. But I we hope will... you're not a father. I really hope you're not a father. Because I'm a very proud father, Margaret. I have well, three I would, daughters well, who well, all have children of their own. And okay. I'm a stepdad and a very proud stepdad. Yeah. Well, so, I, I appreciate the fact that if you look at any of these contents, yeah. You will not want any of your grandchildren well, I to think actually have to look at in these fairness, books. I think in fairness, your comments this morning are completely biased and unfounded. But it's not biased. I'm protecting children. You're not protecting not children. Like, You're making allegations my, against there's people. There's no allegations. There's no allegations. I was there on Saturday. I seen from the footpath what was going on because I stopped to see what was going on. And I seen it was your man, Andy Heesman. And I, of course, I obviously, because of all the publicity about of course I was being nosy and wanted to see what was going on nosy you, course, you, yes. you, you say you're nosy but yet you've come on here and you've publicised a number of websites you've publicised the individual exactly. who was there exactly uh, well yeah okay exactly Th- thank you because for because ju- I don't agree with what, what is um, Fine. happening but that's okay but to I make listen to the Lord Mayor saying, no no no, no don't, excuse me excuse me it's don't go untrue. back on those comments again okay Why please are you protecting these people as well I'm not protecting anybody I'm simply well, a radio presenter you and who's the customers are the listeners should listen or read these books. They should have a look at what's going on in the country. It is disgraceful and appalling. And the guards are 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 standing back. They didn't intervene. Okay. They only told them once, take the banner down, and after that, that was it. Yeah. Thank you, Margaret. I, I, that woman, I think that... Actually- thank you, Margaret. Okay, thank you for that. 0833-969696. And uh, for those of you... For those of you interested in this uh, situation, and I suppose every parent in the country, is, uh, is it takes a personal interest in the safety of their children, and deservedly so. But in relation to the Lord Mayor, um, he came on this morning, very kindly came on, and gave us some time from his busy schedule. And uh, I completely agree with Kieran McCarthy's comments this morning, and I look forward to hearing the outcome 
of his meeting with the Gardaí here in Cork later this week. Huge number of comments coming in, as you can imagine, on that. Uh, Ian says, what I'm hearing on the radio there is totally different to what I saw. I saw no right-wing activists. I saw concerned parents worried about pornographic material being presented to kids. The way yourselves and the media in general are making out that they are some kind of far-right groups orchestrating this is a wrong narrative and quite unfair and untrue. I'm also a concerned parent. I'm also a concerned parent, Ian. Um, and I think, you know, when you start generalising the media, making us out to be some sort of... Uh, 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 some, that, that we have some sort of, you know, pre-arranged narrative when it comes to these type of things. We're observers. That's what we are. We're journalists. We're radio presenters. We have experience of years and years of news behind us. And it's a combination of observing what went on on Saturday and reminding ourselves of stuff that we've either written about or that we've read in in recent weeks in relation to this. There is an agenda here, Ian. There's no doubt about that. Whether it's right-wing or left-wing or whatever, whoever the activists might be, there is an agenda here. And when you put up a banner over a public library with that sort of statement on it, that that is it's it's an incitement to hatred it's 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 bullying it's it it's old world stuff it's the sort of stuff we had here in Ireland back in the 50s and 60s when we had the Magdalen laundries and we had sexual abuse that the church hid moved the individuals who are abusers around the country so they couldn't be caught you know i thought i genuinely thought we had moved on from these days but clearly we haven't and Another thing, and Margaret made a comment there about three-year-olds and 16-year-olds. You know, a 16-year-old can go into a library with a a membership card and borrow pretty much anything, you know. Um, So if, if these books are available, well, they're available because people are entitled to read them. So if you're a parent, you have to police the material that your young child is actually reading. And I don't think a a parent who's aware of, well, I suppose, the different type of world we live in today is is, is prepared to let a young child into a library with a library card. And I I don't know any libraries in the the country, in fact, that would allow a three or four or five-year-old child to read this sort of material. Colm is on the line. Morning to you, Colm. A good point in that I honestly thought I was back in the 1960s. So did I. Because it did this bigotry and this hide everything, put it under the carpet, and therefore it doesn't exist. And you're all horrible people for letting people get information. These people are afraid of the truth. And it's very sad to think that Ireland is going back to that kind of a country. Colm, do you know one thing? I'm, I didn't get a chance to say it to Margaret, but you don't need to go to a public library to get these books. You don't even need to buy them on book websites online. This information is available on the internet. But you see, the point is that they don't want the information available. That's the whole point. They don't want people to know the truth, the same as they don't want to know about the raping, the church raping children or selling babies out of the country with the help of the government. They don't want to know because they read a book, the only book they believe, some of them believe in, is the Bible. And there's some things in the Bible that no child should read. And therefore the Bible should not, if they wanted to apply those rules, then they should not have Bibles inside in the library. 
And if they, if they turn around and say, yes, we want the Bibles banned as well, well, then I'd say at least they're consistent. Mm. All right? Well, and, uh, you know, th those books they refer to there that um, they tell me are in the library and one particular book, which I'm going to make it my serious business to go and try and check down because if the allegations that Margaret was making there about the contents of this book are true, well, then that's a very, very serious situation. But I think, as you say, there are certain books in the Old Testament that would put this sort of material to shame. It does, it does. And if those people are against those books, the next time one of them come on, ask them, do they want the Bible banned? And if they say they don't, then say, you're a hypocrite. Yeah, that's and that's basically what they are, shallow hypocrites. Yeah. And dangerous hypocrites. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Because they lead innocent people astray. Genuine innocent people will believe the lies they're telling. Do you remember back in the 1950s and 60s when the parish priest would hold a public uh, book burning ceremony? He would encourage people who had bought copies of various books to bring them into the, into the village square and have them burnt publicly. Well, now, I, I, I'm, I'm fairly old, but that, that I heard the story because I was born around that time. But then there was lots of things they did, humiliating women who got pregnant inside the church. They couldn't sit up in the front of the church. They had to sit in the back. And uh, various little, nice little things that they did. And reminding illegitimate children when they were going to confession, you must remember that you're a bastard and going straight to hell unless you... You, God, may forgive you one day. You know, they were very, priests were very nice and wonderful people. And, and the whole, the whole idea of limbo and purgatory. Uh, oh, that was wonderful. But then you could buy your way out of limbo. Did you know that? 
Yeah, there was some priest, I can't remember where he was, but he was saying that donations to the church would help you get, get you out of limbo. Yeah. Limbo, was, limbo was a place that um, uh, babies that were born outside marriage that were not baptised went to limbo, isn't that right, if they died? Yeah, that was it, yeah. yeah. But the bastards, all the bastards yeah. we had in this country. But they, that, they, they were, uh, the ones that could be sold and sent abroad, they were okay. Mm. Money. There was money to that about money, not about religion or God or anything else. Anyway, I'll tell you, I'll let you go because I get carried away sometimes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great to talk Bye. to you. Thanks, Colin. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Thank Bye. you. Um, the light in the window. Uh, if you get a chance to read the book um, about Besborough. I think enough said there. Coming back to the library protest, I was chatting to Margaret who says she was a bystander on Saturday and um, then went on to discuss the content of a number of books in the library that she feels should be removed. Uh, she also said that these books are accessible by three-year-olds. I don't know a three-year-old who can read a book. Um, doesn't matter whether the content is sexual or whatever, but uh, I would probably say they're not even at the Enid Blyton stage yet. People going, who's Enid Blyton? Anyway, as another element of the old dinosaur background for you there. Uh, Paul says, how would Margaret feel if her daughter wanted transgender? Uh, good question. Um, also, how would she feel if her son brought home a friend who felt he was gay? Well, they're interesting questions. Do you know, when I was a young guy, um, I'm talking about 12, 13 years of age, I was invited to probably the last birthday party that takes place, you know, in the home. And um, this young guy's parents were of that type. Uh, you know, you're either a, a boy or a girl, a man or a daughter. There's nothing out beyond that. You're into the realms of deep space if you move beyond either sexuality. But one of the guys that uh, was in the class... Um, he, he I, now this has gone back to the early 1970s, but he was quite brave and outspoken about his feelings about his sexuality, and he just felt, he said, I think I'm gay. And there was only one gay in Ireland at that stage, and that was Gay Byrne, as we all thought. Um, a very heterosexual individual indeed, but he said, I think I'm gay, I fancy guys. He was left out of the birthday party. He was told by this guy's parents, no you're not coming to the birthday party and I kind of get the feeling when I listen to Margaret that we haven't really moved on um, this woman isn't with the times at all another listener says there's no child in the library at three years old on his own they're with parents so they shouldn't be looking at these books anyway not that they can read it's down to parents to watch them any child who's old enough to be there alone is old enough to know what's going on in these books anyway the problem here is these staff in the library are doing their job. They shouldn't have to put up with anyone like this lady or anyone else coming into the library pestering them. If you don't like them, just don't look at them. The books, that is. She shouldn't be let say this about websites being published either. It isn't fact. I quite agree with you, caller. Thank you for that. I remember a very well-known bookshop in Dublin. It's, it's gone, long gone now. It was one of my favourite bookshops. I'm, you know, if, if I ever go missing in this world, you'll probably find me in a bookshop. That's what I tell my wife. Um, and I remember there was a section there. It was, it was only a very small section, but uh, it said gay literature. 
20 years ago, so maybe even longer than that, 25 years ago. And there was a great curiosity because, you know, you'd get people kind of looking around to see if any of the staff were watching them or if there were any other customers in and they'd be nipping in to have a little look inside some of these gay books. And the content was pretty... Um, how could you put it? Well, it wouldn't leave you in any doubt as to what you were looking at. Drawings, pictures, photographs. And that was 20, 25 years ago. So it's not a new phenomenon. Marion is on the line. Hi there, Marion. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Nice to chat to you. Now, you're, it's interesting. In the animal kingdom, uh, there are quite a few species that can change their sex as they wish. Isn't that the case? That's true. And as... We're all sentient beings. It's proven that animals have feelings and sense. So it is, for me, all the same. When they are able to change their sex as they need it or they want it, why is it a problem for us humans to change our sex if we feel the need? Because, as we know, a lot of babies are born with both sexes prevalent. And then the doctor decides to play God and uh, removes one sex. So the doctor decides which sex this child grows up with. And it's proven that a lot of these children, if not all, feel very uncomfortable in their skin, feel very uncomfortable not even knowing why, Mm. and feel they're in the wrong body, which they are, because they have been chosen to be male or female and were actually deemed by God, if we speak about God, uh, to to be both sexes. I, uh, now, I'm going to bring you back there. You've lost me at the doctor stage. You say that the doctor plays God and makes the decision as to whether you're a boy or a girl. How does the doctor do that? Removing either the clitoris or the penis at the newborn baby. But I think either a baby's born with a clitoris and a vagina or a penis. Am I right there? Yeah, there are, um, in certain circumstances, very rare, but it happens that um, both sexes are prevalent in a newborn. I wasn't aware of that. That's very interesting. It's, it, must, it must be very rare, is it? We, we learn every day. <laughs> Absolutely. That's one thing I love about this job. I'll be learning until the day I'm no longer doing it. That's fascinating. It, it must be an extremely rare situation, though, is it? I don't have the numbers now Yeah, but if you Google it, um, you will find a lot of information. And this is the point I wanted to make with Margaret as well. Children have the possibility to google everything so they might not even need to go to the library to see these books because they can do that at home without the parents knowing Mm. and i wonder whether she put this child barrier on her kid's phone that they can't check these things but then there are friends of these kids who have all this information yeah, that's right. I mean, how many of us learned the facts of life from our parents? I, I know that um, I picked up information on an ongoing basis, which I have to admit, as a young boy, I found appalling. Because <laughs> it's a shock to the system. What do you mean we were made that way? Um, but 
you know, you, you say there in relation to the books in the library, most information based about, literally on anything, is available online. And I wonder... Margaret mentioned her 16-year-old teenager. Would her teenager have a smartphone? Because if you have a smartphone, you don't need to go to the library. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and um, the, um, it just came back to mind. It's called intersex, which is the general term for a variety of situations when a person is born with reproductive or sexual anatomy that doesn't fit the boxes of female or male. Mm. So okay. it's intersex babies. You want to Google and to learn all about it. And would the parents be aware that they have uh, a, a child with what they call ambiguous genitalia? That is up to the doctor. Right. Some doctors would say, look, what shall I do? Some doctors would just do it without even telling the parents. Oh, and then there are in a life of misery and don't know why. That's fascinating. Thank you for joining us on the show this morning. You're welcome. Thank you, Mary. Yes, Take you care. too. Thank Bye -bye. you. Isn't that fascinating? Uh, just been checking up on it here. It, ambiguous genitalia. It's a rare condition in babies in which an infant's external genitals don't appear to be clearly either male or female. In a baby with ambiguous genitalia, the genitals may be incompletely developed or the baby may have characteristics of both sexes. Well, I hope Margaret's not listening. Anyway, um, also Maura says, Gareth, let's face it, Monday morning, we're all a bit gay, aren't we? <laughs> well, um, interesting. If you want to come on and have a chat with us more, we'll have a fairly lively debate about that. Interesting concept, though. Interesting concept. There are many people who would say, yes, we are all a little bit gay. And perhaps the gayness is driven out of us at a very early stage, or perhaps the sexuality that we choose to see through life is more, as it were, dominant to the other. I don't know. I have no facts. I have no research. But... Um, that's just off the top of my head. Welcome back to the third hour this Monday morning. You can call or you can ch uh, text or you can email, as you heard there, if you want to get involved in any of the conversations this morning. Now, um, one texter says, Gareth, what is a library in essence? What is the definition of a book library? Well, we checked it out. A library is a collection of books or media that are accessible for use and not just for display purposes. That's it right down to the raw... Um, the, the, as it were, down to the bone of the issue. Um, I was just reminded there in the conversation earlier on, I don't know whether any of you uh, would remember um, the Country Girls trilogy, that wonderful, wonderful author, Edna O'Brien, who's 92, living in London, uh, hale and hearty, very well. In fact, she published her most recent novel, I think it was about two Two, about two years ago, just coming out of COVID, I think. But the Country Girls trilogy um, was published in 1960, then, then 62, then 64. So there were the three books. The first girl, or the first book was The Country Girls, which was absolutely shocking in the eyes of the church. Uh, the church at the time got on to the politicians, of course, who they had by the old um, short and curlies and said, right, let's get rid of this book. We'll have public uh, burnings of the book. 
there was a witch hunt that resulted from the best of my knowledge um, and I know that my mother often mentions that book I don't know whether she read it but uh, one thing she did say was that it was the most sought after book by teenage girls in the country and it became one of the biggest selling books of all time at that time um, but it was banned by uh, the church and I think then um, shops were told not to sell it Edna O'Brien, what an extraordinary woman. But it, it strikes me now that we're back to this situation again where, and that was the point I was making, that public libraries would not actually stock Edna O'Brien's book back then. And we've got to a stage again now where history is repeating itself and clearly a lot of these protests are because the libraries are stocking a number of books with sexual content of an order that would appeal to... Um, Anybody, anybody who's curious about sex and sexuality, sex, the most Googled word in history, but yet some of these individuals are saying we need to sweep sex under the carpet, we need to leave it there, and we need to safeguard it against our young people. It's a dirty word. When really at the end of the day, life generally is based on sex. It's where we come from. Um... It's what we do at various stages in our life. We procreate, we raise our children, they go on to have sex and have children of their own and that, that, that ultimately is the journey of life. Donna is on the line. Good morning to you, Donna. Good morning, Garrett. I didn't think it would blow up this, this, this much, but it certainly has become um, a hot topic of conversation this morning. Going back once again, just to remind anybody who wasn't with us earlier on in relation to the protest at uh, Cork City Library uh, a local anti-racism group has called for the far right to stop introducing hatred and division as Cork City Library was forced to close during demonstrations in the city centre on Saturday. Now the protest which forced the closure of the library is believed to have contained a number of far right activists who came into the city specifically for the event we spoke to one of our listeners Margaret who came on. Margaret says that she was a bystander uh, she was watching what was going on, um, but she basically was trying to point out that th there was nothing untoward going on, that it was a peaceful demonstration. But um, it's no longer a peaceful demonstration when a banner with the content of which is in some of the newspapers today is literally raised and stuck above the entrance to the library. The Lord Mayor of Cork... Councillor Kieran McCarthy was on voicing his feelings about the whole thing and his plans to meet the Gardaí in relation to future demonstrations like this. Uh, he's going to do that during the week. Now, what, what, how do you feel about Margaret's comments? Well, first of all, I was already angry at the fact that this took place on Saturday because my son was in town, he's 14 and he is gay, and he took a photograph of this to show me this is what's happening in town today. So already, like, you know, it's, it's, it's a big worry of mine that my son has to face this in this day and age, you know, just to be who he is. Um, how did, but, he, how did um, he feel, Margaret? Or Donna, I beg your pardon. Um, I mean... He kind of, I suppose, in this day and age now, a lot of young people are very accepting of everybody. So he has a good peer group. But it's adults that are doing this, you know. This is adults who are introducing hate to their own young children. Um, and he's he's angry about it, but, like, he kind of lets it go over his head a bit. But, I mean, you know, it, it, it obviously hurts him as well, you know. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the rest of us can walk outside and be who we are. Nobody passes comment, you know. And it's it's just not... It's not a nice way to have to live, you know. Mm. 
Now, Margaret, um, but Margaret brought the whole conversation around to paedophilia and the content of the book and websites yeah. that are, are, are advertised freely and, and, and that this gives children idea. But presumably young children are not going to be anywhere near a section of books that deals with sexuality. Yeah, so I, as I said in my message, my, my own brother, and he's also gay, he's a 43-year-old man, he works in one of the libraries in Dublin, in Tala, in the uh, Dublin City Libraries, and I actually had a quick phone call with him before coming on air, and I asked him about the books, and is there these children's books in the children's section with sex and masturbation, as Margaret said, in, in them? He said, absolutely not. There is, there is books in the young adult section, which starts from age 12 and up, um, that have, you know, um, content such as um, sexuality now and, you know, being gay or bi or things like that, as well as just traditional um, sexuality as well. And there's nothing at all in the young adult section. Um, also, um, any, you know, any child under 18 has to have a parent's signature to take out a library card. So it's therefore up to the parents to monitor and to allow or not allow their children to take out whichever books they, they wish, you know. Mm. And and, um, and and another another caller made the comment that you're not going to find children as young as three or four in a library anyway, unless they're supervised by a school teacher or by their parents. Um, exactly. Yeah. But to, to my 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 daughter is in second class. She's only eight years old, and they already they already introduce sex education in the classrooms as well. So this is not something that's alien to children. This, as you said, this is something that's a way of life. This is how we evolve. This is how we procreate like it's not you know the issue the issue I have with Margaret's comments about bringing it all around to paedophilia and child abuse and all that is why was there a banner that says you know there are only two genders male and female this protest was about gender it wasn't anything to do with child abuse or paedophilia um, or books in the library of such content you know mm. and she's trying to cover up the fact of a homophobic protest uh, by trying to bring it around and saying, oh, we're trying to protect our children. Do you know? This is, it's it's absolutely ludicrous. Like, the staff in the libraries, my own brother said he feels intimidated going to work. All the staff feel intimidated. They're being videoed. They're being put on Facebook Live without being told that they're being recorded. Um, the books are being defaced in the libraries. There there was that incident a couple of weeks ago in the Trilly Library where they stormed the library. Yeah. They were roaring and shouting with the kids because drag people were people dressed in drag were reading the stories, you know. Um I mean and, and calling shouting, calling them all sorts of names and things like that. These are people, these are humans, you know. People should be able to, to go to work in a safe environment. Not have to be. I mean, a protest is fine, but I, I was under the impression that you are allowed protest peacefully. And I don't understand why the guards are standing back allowing this to happen when people are being harassed, intimidated in their workplace. Do you know, it's just absolutely, uh, it rages me because it's, why are they getting away with this? And that's why I'm so happy with the Lord Mayor's comments that mm. he is going to have a meeting with the guards and, you know, something has to be done about this. Absolutely, and I completely agree with all of the comments he made this morning, uh, which Margaret took offence to. Um, she says she's trying to protect our children, but she doesn't say against what. Against what, exactly, yeah. And to be honest with you, you know, like from what I've seen, I've grown up with my brother who was gay ever since I knew, and my my son is gay ever since I knew. He was very, very small when I knew. And this is something people are born with. You know, you don't, you don't choose this lifestyle. Nobody chooses to be different so that they can be abused for the rest of their lives. I mean, 
it doesn't discriminate against anybody, race or anything. It, it, it just is what it is. So I would hope that Margaret's children or grandchildren, for their own sakes, are never born like this because mm. they're not going to have a safe place to come out, you know? Yeah. Well, a friend of mine, distant friend of mine, uh, announced about a month ago, he's 63 years of age, and he announced for the very first time in his life that he's gay. Mm-hmm. And when we asked him why he waited so long. He said he had to wait until his parents were dead. Yeah, I mean, that's just... You know, every parent is supposed to love their children unconditionally. Yeah. You know, and... There's a life life of love and enjoyment and I suppose new experiences lost... Lost for Lost, decades exactly, and decades. Yeah. And people hide as well who they are. And and a lot of people don't even get to that age because a lot of people actually take their own lives because yes. they can't be who they are. And, this, and you know, you read about this in the news every single day of the week. You know, they don't have a safe place to come out. They don't, I mean, it's bad enough you have to go out into the world and be subjected to these kind of abuse or protests, not to mind in your own home. Mm. You know, and it's people like that, older people that are kind of carrying on this hatred. I mean, the Pride Week in Cork now is celebrating 30 years on, where 30 years ago since gay and uh, was uh, de- decriminalised in Ireland. And yet here we are still 30 years on, still fighting. I mean, I, if I had to imagine my son now at 14 in another 30 years, still having to fight just to be able to be who he is. Mm. I think you know, it's um, just... Yeah, I I think the the bus air and ad which promotes pride and pride festivals all over the country. I think it's one of the most joyful television adverts I've ever seen. This is where uh, the bus is basically collecting individuals to bring them to pride celebrations, and when you see fathers embracing daughters and sons who have obviously gone, you, you know, they've decided to commit themselves to the way of life that they want to live with great joy and with great commitment. And I kind of say to myself, why can't that be a reality for everybody? For everybody, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's and, and another, like some of the incidents that we've all come across. Uh, there was the case of, um, on a previous talk show many years ago, I spoke to... Um, a young man who told me about, looking back, he said, when I look back 15 years, he had just come back home from Australia. What drove him to Australia was that after his leaving cert, it was well known in his house to his parents that he was gay, but his parents forced him to bring a girl from the neighbourhood to his Deb's celebration instead of bringing his boyfriend. So Uh as soon as he picked up his leaving certificate results... He legged it to Australia and he said it has affected him all of his life, even though now he's happily committed to this young man and they're they're, they're both married now and very, very happy. But I I sometimes wonder, what is it deep down in parents who've pursued that that journey that they they say, you know, I'm going to police my child's sexuality and they're going to do exactly as I did? I, I... I mean, it's not my circumstance, but I suppose of a, they're probably of a generation where, you know, at a time when that wasn't allowed and stuff like that. But like, you know, times have changed now and people need to just kind of move with the times, you know. Mm. But like, I suppose it's hard for some people to do that. I don't know. Um, I mean, I just know that I would never, you know, put that on any of my children. Like they can yeah. be who, who they are, whatever they want. You know, I'll always support them. Um but yeah, it is tough for a lot of people who have to 
you have to feel that way, you know. I mean, my own brother didn't come out till he was 21, even mm. though we all, ex- we all accept him, no problem, that's fine, but he knew society wouldn't, you know, and... Do you feel it's okay for this material to be in the public library? I do, because, it's, as I said, like, it's, there's no, I mean, as far as I'm aware, and what I've asked my brother, who obviously works there, is that there, there's no content of, like, this woman was talking about, you know? Um, no, there's not, and that, that's a complete fallacy. It's, yeah, not, it's nonsense no, what no she said in relation to... Well, yeah. Like she was talking about images and all this kind of stuff. That's absolutely ludicrous. And uh, my brother said to me, if that's the case, then why don't these people take up, file a police report if they believe that these books are illegal and they're in the library? Why are mm. they, what's the protesting going to do for them, you know? And he made the same comment that that man you were talking to earlier said, um, if that's the case, then why is the Bible allowed in the library, you know? Yeah, that's true. Thanks, Donna. Great to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thanks a million. Thank you. Okay, um, now let's see. John says... Um, I have seen the content of one of these books. Um, it describes it describes exactly how to give a blowjob. What's wrong with that? Well, I suppose it depends on how old you are and what sort of influence your peers have over your life. But certainly if you're waiting to read about that expression uh, in a book in the library, well, then clearly you mustn't be going to school and clearly you mustn't be getting out and about as a, a teenager. Or even, you don't even, in many cases these days in modern society, uh, a lot of young children will be able to tell you what that means long before they actually get to be a teen. Now, somebody just said here... Um, we asked a question in relation to Margaret. Uh, what we did is we got back on to Margaret. We asked Margaret off air. Um, someone, Mary, said, could you ask this woman, what would she do if her son said he was gay? We asked Margaret off air and she said, this is not about gay or transgender. And she has gay friends and a friend who is transitioning. Um, good wide circle of friends there. She says it's the content of the books that's her issue, not the gender issue. Courts 96 FM.